WCM on this uh, Wednesday morning, September 29th. Glad that you have joined with me today for our time of Bible study and prayer. I want us to begin this morning uh, with reading Psalm 29. Uh, if you'd like to open your scriptures to that psalm, that would be fantastic. Psalm 29. And uh, the heading on that psalm in my Bible is uh, the voice of the Lord. And so I want us to read this psalm this morning, remembering the significance, the priority, the power of God's word in our lives. Every day that this pandemic continues, uh, we grow more earnest in our understanding of the need for God's word in our lives. And so let's read Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Father, we take this moment as we are reading and praying through this psalm to ascribe to you, to declare to you, to confess with our heart and our lips of your greatness, of your glory, of your strength, the glory and honor that is due your name, your character, your nature, your identity. We worship you this morning, Lord. We're beginning this day recognizing your presence, recognizing our need for you, enjoying the splendor and the majesty of your holiness. Thank you for being present as we continue to read this psalm prayerfully. The voice of the Lord is above the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord above the vast water. The voice of the Lord in power. The voice of the Lord in splendor. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the woodlands bare. Lord, we acknowledge the power of your voice. We remember that it was by your voice, your word, that all things were created. And we are grateful and we rejoice that your word became flesh and dwelt among us. Your word, your one and only son, Jesus Christ, incarnated in human flesh, lived, suffered, 
on the cross, paid the penalty for our sin, rose from the dead on the third day, ascended into heaven. And now the word of the Lord, Jesus, intercedes for us. The word of the Lord, Jesus, speaks to us through scripture, whispers to our soul in prayer. We need your word, Lord. We worship you. We cry glory in your temple. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned, king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. We praise you, Lord, that you are king. We praise you, Lord, and we cry out to you our need for strength, our need for peace. We come to you, Lord, on behalf of brothers and sisters who are hurting financially. Give them peace, Lord. Give them comfort, Lord. Give them strength to endure and to wait upon your provision. Our hearts go out. And our voices cry out to you, Lord, who sits enthroned in heaven, who loves your people, who gives us peace to comfort those who have lost loved ones. Our lips cry out for those who are sick and pray for your healing. We pray for your powerful word to go out and to bring healing to their bodies. Lord, for those who are facing death, our lips cry out and pray that your word will come to them with comfort and assurance that in Christ we have hope. We are given a resurrection. And those in Christ, though we die physically, we will be alive again. We, will, we are constantly alive in Christ. Remind us of our hope in heaven, our eternal reward. We want to be compassionate. We want to be encouragers. We want to bring peace and comfort to those who are struggling. We want to give to those who need. Lord, we need your word to inspire us and to strengthen us to continue to be focused on your mission, the gospel, good news. And now, Lord, as we continue to read and meditate upon your word, Holy Spirit, teach us. Teach us how to serve. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, let's turn our attention now back to God's word. And let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 15, as we continue to explore the value of serving. I think one thing that we need to keep in mind, well, one of the many things that we need to keep in mind during these days is the art of serving, the value of serving. If we're not careful, and I'm speaking to myself, I have troubles of my own. 
I have heartaches of my own. I have deep concerns of my own. But I do not want to become self-absorbed with my own troubles. That is one of the values of serving, is that it keeps my observations, it keeps my mind, it keeps my heart balanced between my own issues and troubles and concerns, which are important to God. And I have the opportunity, I have the access to approach God's throne of grace with boldness and courage to make requests to him in time of need. I need his mercy and grace daily, constantly. But the beauty of serving is that while I have my own concerns and issues, which I am bringing to God, I have balance in my life. I observe, I am aware of the needs of others. Serving brings balance in my life. As we read Galatians 5, 13 to 15, let's be aware of the difference grace has made. Let's note the difference between our lives before Christ and our lives now that we are in Christ, especially in the context of serving others. Now let's listen as we read Galatians 5, verses 13 to 15. For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. In verse 14, Paul has echoed something that we heard from the mouth of Jesus when he was serving, living and serving on earth. One statement fulfills the law. Love your neighbor as yourself. That comes from the book of Leviticus, the law. And it is an expression of the greatest command to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, body, and strength. Loving God is expressed in loving others. The parable of the Good Samaritan reminds us that our neighbor is someone, anyone, who is in need, people that we are aware of. It's not just someone like us. It's not just someone who loves us. It's not just someone next door, but it could be anyone along the way as we are living. But there is a reason why you and I are able to love others It's because we've been set free. Let's think for a moment. Think about our old nature. And we're going to compare that with our new nature in Christ. Our old nature can be summarized by this. I was once a slave to sin and death. Now 
in Christ, my new nature, I am set free from slavery, set free from the slavery of sin and death, and I am called to live in freedom. That is a huge difference. Slave to sin and death, now in Christ, set free. Not only set free, but called to live in freedom. My old nature, I serve the desires of the flesh. Paul has reminded us in verse 13 that we are not to use our freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. I'm set free. I no longer live to serve the desires of the flesh. Later in this passage in chapter 5, Paul described the flesh. Verse 19, he says, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and any similar thing. That's the flesh. That's what I used to serve. That's what I used to focus attention on, were these desires and works of the flesh. But now I have a new nature. In Christ, I have been set free. In Christ, I now use freedom to serve others. Rather than serving the desires of my flesh, I have now been set free. I've been filled with the Spirit so that I can serve others. In my old nature, I was a lover of self. In verse 14, again, Paul writes, the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, love your neighbor as yourself. But before grace, before Christ, I was absorbed with self. I loved self to death. But now in Christ, I've been set free from that bondage. In Christ, I have been given the freedom and I have been given the grace and the love to deny self for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of others. In my old nature, this slavery to sin and death, this focus on selfish desires, the desires of the flesh, this absorption with myself and loving myself at the exclusion of others made me a consumer of people. I devoured others. I consumed them. But now in Christ... I love others. Do you see the difference that grace makes? Do you see the difference that Christ makes in our lives when we repent of our sin and confess him as Lord and Savior? He completely changes us. Freedom in Christ goes beyond ourselves. It extends to others. Christ loves us, and he loves others 
through us, through our service. Paul says, serve one another through love. Redemption, redemption frees us to love ourselves in the correct way. We love ourselves as Christ loves us, as one who is created in his image. And that frees us to love our neighbor, to love others. What a difference salvation makes. Christ reorients our entire perspective. He reorients our meaning of life. He retrains us for a new purpose in life. That purpose is not sin and death. That purpose is not the flesh. That purpose is not to oppress and consume and devour people on my way to fulfilling my own selfish, idolatrous ambitions. But now in Christ, set free, liberated, forgiven, redeemed, made new. My purpose. My purpose is now to serve the Lord and to serve others. That's our purpose. Set free to serve. That's a good lesson for today. And I think that's enough for now. God bless us as we continue to serve you. God, remind us of how loved we are. God, give us your vision of the people around us, how much you love them, how desperately they need your love, your grace, your compassion. Remind us that we are set free to serve, that we are set free to love others, that we should not use our freedom as an opportunity to serve our selfish desires of the flesh, but to serve others through love. How we are grateful for the complete transformation you have made in our lives because of grace. And Lord, right now we submit and surrender to your grace and ask you to retrain our hearts so that we are effective loving servants in the body of Christ. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are with me this morning in Bible study and prayer. I pray that you will keep them, that you will guard their heart from discouragement and selfish ambitions, that you will protect them, that you will give them good health, but that you would also give them vital, spiritual, soul-deep health. That as you provide all of their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus, that you will make us selfless, loving givers to those around us who are also in need. We love you and we worship you. And again, we ascribe to you the glory that is due your name. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being with me in Bible study and prayer. 
You don't know how important this time is to me. I can't explain to you how significant and important this time together with you is. I know that I can't see your faces right now. I can't hear your voices. I can't touch your skin. But just knowing that you are with me in prayer and Bible study today is a huge encouragement. Thank you for being together with me today. And I pray you'll have a good day. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. God bless.